Hey everybody, Dave Hagen here. Today we're going to talk about Thanksgiving. That's today on the Financial Wellness Podcast. Welcome to the Financial Wellness Podcast, Dave's weekly message to keep you on your path to the financial success. Here is your host, financial problem solver and talk show host, Dave Hagan. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this week's edition of the Financial Wellness Podcast. We're coming to you from beautiful downtown Van Nuys. Uh, Brian's taking the week off. It's Thanksgiving week. It's a shorty week, and he's going to be doing some traveling, I believe. So we are going to forge ahead without Mr. Brian Reed this week. Like I said, I want to spend some time talking about Thanksgiving. This episode's going to drop the week of Thanksgiving. It seems like a good time to talk about that and a little bit about the Thanksgiving holiday. Like I've said before, Thanksgiving is my favorite holiday. It's my favorite for a number of reasons. First, it's it's four days for sure. It's always Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. I love that. Christmas can kick off in the middle of the week. Some of these other holidays are midweek or they float around a little bit. But Thanksgiving's always going to be four days. And it looks like it's going to be four days from here on out. Most people are getting that middle Friday, except if you're working retail. But other than that, a lot of businesses are closed for the full four days. And I like that. Not often you get full four days. Um, Second is the start of the holiday season. And I enjoy the holiday season with all the stuff going on. I enjoy that, all the decorations, all the music, all the festivities. It wears me out. And I've been thinking a lot more about pursuing the holiday season in a more thoughtful, meaningful manner. And we're going to talk about that next week. But it's the start of the holiday season, and I enjoy that. I mean, it is the start of the rush But I think that it can also lead to a readjusted mindset in terms of giving and being thankful. I like that. A readjustment, a stop, a reflection from time to time, I think is uh, beneficial. I also like it because it takes minimal preparation. You know, before Thanksgiving, you're not running around doing a lot of buying and this and that. All you got to do is go buy a turkey and some food, make some plans, and you're good to go. It's not like you've been running around for a month eating and drinking and buying and everything that goes with that. Um, I like it also because it's become almost a universal tradition, at least here in the United States. It involves food, family, friends, maybe some football, maybe a parade in the morning. I like that. You know, Thanksgiving was originally a three-day feast. Now, that, that's too much for us, I think, because uh, a lot of us, we, you know, I mean, we, we feast at almost every meal these days. None of us worry about going without food, or at least the vast majority of the people in the United States uh, don't have to worry about going without food. And the fact that it was a three-day feast, maybe a little much, but a meal, a symbolic meal, a good meal, a good meal shared with friends and family— I do like that. And did you know that Thanksgiving was formalized in 1863 
even though it went all the way back to the time of the pilgrims, traditionally, but formalized in 1863 to be the final Thursday in November. And do you know by who? President Abraham Lincoln. I don't know. There's a lot to like about this holiday. It checks a lot of my boxes. I dig it. Now, last year we talked about this and we focused on the thanks in Thanksgiving. We talked about having an attitude of gratitude. And we're going to play a few portions of that in a few minutes. So just hang on to that. I was listening to it in preparation for this show. And, you know, if I do say so myself, I think it's it's pretty good. It's got some interesting things that uh, that we talked about. But this year, I want to focus on the giving in Thanksgiving. Now, we'll spend a whole show on charitable giving because I think that's a really important thing. I just want to touch on a couple of thoughts here in this short Thanksgiving week. Um, first and foremost, I was thinking, well, what, why give, right? Why? I, I'm always looking to the why of it. Why give? Well, first of all, it's the right thing to do. Yes, it's certainly the right thing to do to give and to share, especially in a country as as prosperous as ours. It's the right thing to do. But I also think that giving is very self-restorative, if that's a word, self-restorative. Um, I think that there is a vested self-interest also in in giving. Now, it's a secondary reason, maybe even a third or fourth reason, but it's interesting to me that it can be self-beneficial. I think that Studies have shown that people that give are, are better physically and, and mentally in terms of their, their well-being. So there's, there's a lot that goes into it, but there's a vested self-interest in giving as well. Studies at the University of California, Berkeley, are starting to show that humans are actually hardwired to be charitable as opposed to selfish. Now, I think most people had always thought that it was the other way around, but studies are starting to show this emerging thought that people are actually hardwired, born to be, if you will, charitable, not selfish. And research is showing that giving one's time and talents and treasures is beneficial to one's own purpose, making it easier to transcend difficulties and finding fulfillment and, and meaning in life. I don't know about you, that sounds good to me. Yeah, if we're not going to do it for the, the reason that it's the right thing to do, at least we can do it because it's good to us. Um, something interesting to think about. Now, what, what can you give? I mean, obviously, everyone thinks about, you know, giving some money. And during this holiday season that's coming up, there's always the, the red pot and the Santa with the bell and people put money in there. Um, you can always give money. But there's other things that you can do, too. You can give assets, People give assets all the time, um, stock or real estate or um, some things like that. Certainly things with a low uh, economic basis. You can talk to your accountant about that. But there are ways to certainly transfer, give, give away assets to people in need or, or nonprofit organizations. You can also give possessions. A lot of people um, have goodwill or other um, entities come over the holidays or during the holiday season and, and pick up things that you're not using, clothes and, and housewares and things like that. Um, that's a really good thing to do. Probably pretty easy to do because you're maybe also reducing a little bit of um, clutter in the house. But you can also give time. 
And perhaps that's the best thing uh, to give. I was looking at a list uh, that was put together on the internet, and it said, here's some things that you can give you know, during the Thanksgiving season. And the first thing talked about money, and then they talked about assets. But the balance of the list talked about ways to give time to groups, to individuals, to people that you know. Um, giving time is self-restorative, but it's also a very meaningful way to to give. Now, again, I, I don't want to spend the, the whole time that we have here together talking about, you know, charitable giving and what have you, but just a couple of things to think about uh, during this uh, Thanksgiving week. Again, last year we talked about the thanks part, the gratitude part, and here's just a couple things for you to think about on the giving side of Thanksgiving. Now, I want to share with you a great story that I heard that's been running around the internet and other places the last couple of weeks. It's about uh, Bill Gates and it's about the power of giving. I don't even know if it's true. Um, I Many of the things you see on the internet, they may or may not be true, but I think it's a great story and maybe that's more to the point. And it emphasizes something that I think is is really important. So uh, Bill Gates was at an event and he was asking people or people were asking him questions. And of course, everyone knows Bill Gates, uh, currently the richest man in the world. Um, several weeks ago, we talked about that being Jeff Bezos, but apparently his stock has not done that well. So Bill Gates is now the richest man in the world. And um, someone asked a question. They said, is there anyone richer than you in the world. And he thought about it for a moment. He says, yes, there is a person who's richer than me. And he didn't say Jeff Bezos. He talked about a story or related a story. And he says, it's during the time when I wasn't rich or famous. I was in the New York airport and I saw a newspaper vendor. I wanted to buy one newspaper, but found I didn't have enough change. So I left with the idea of buying and, and, returned it to the vendor. I told him I just didn't have the change. And the vendor said, I'm giving you this for free. And on his insistence, I took the newspaper. Coincidentally, about two or three months later, I landed at the same airport and again was in short supply of change for a newspaper. The vendor, same vendor, offered me the newspaper again. I refused and said that I, I can't take it and I don't have the change today as well. And he said, you take it. I'm sharing this with you from my profit. It won't be at a loss. So he took the newspaper. And after 19 years, he said, I became famous and known by people. And I remembered suddenly that vendor one time and I began searching for him. And after about a month and a half of searching, I found him and I asked him, do you know me? And he said, yeah, you're Bill Gates. And I asked him again, do you remember once you gave me a newspaper for free? And the vendor said, yes, I remember. I gave you twice. And I said, well, I want to repay the help that you offered me that time. Whatever you want in your life, tell me and I'll fulfill it. The vendor said, sir, don't you think that by doing so, you won't be able to match my help? And Gates said, why? He said, I helped you when I was a poor newspaper vendor, and you're trying to help me now when you've become the richest man in the world. How can your help match mine? And Bill Gates said, that day I realized that the newspaper vendor is richer than me because he didn't wait to become rich to help someone. Wow. What a powerful story. And it seems to me this raises several issues 
Um, first, giving doesn't need to be just a Thanksgiving or Christmas. Uh, second, uh, giving does not need to be done in a public matter. Sometimes uh, giving is a, a one-on-one experience. Um, three, giving doesn't necessarily need to be large sums of money. I mean, it can be, but it doesn't need to be. Sometimes it can be as small as a simple kindness. Um, and four, you don't need to have a lot of money to give. Sometimes we use as an excuse to push off giving, and clearly this story shows that you don't need to have a lot of money to give. And in fact, if you don't have a lot of money to give and do, perhaps that's a much more powerful gift. I don't know. I think that's a great story. And this just gives us a few things to think about uh, during this Thanksgiving week. All right. So we are going to play some excerpts from last year's show talking about the thanks in Thanksgiving. We called the episode The Attitude of Gratitude. Let's cue that up and hear what we had to say a year ago at this same time. So here I am, I'm thinking about Thanksgiving and the week is coming up. I was thinking about this a couple of weeks back and it started me thinking about this whole concept of gratitude. Uh, more and more popular thought is talking about gratitude. I remember the first time that I heard about this concept about six years ago, I was at a high school graduation and it was a, a private high school graduation. So the kids that were graduating were kids that, you know, did, did pretty well. They were some kids of privilege. And the principal was talking to them in the graduation message about gratitude. And I thought, yeah, 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 principal. Tell the kids, tell the rich kids that they ought to be grateful to mom and dad for getting the kind of education that they got. I thought it was just some kind of shtick to, you know, keep kids coming through the school. But it was the first time that I really became connected to this concept of gratitude. And I think that this principle, frankly, was on the, on the front end of a, a thought movement. I'm seeing it more and more. You're seeing it more on the, on the internet. You know, I was doing some uh, research for the show and I'm moving through the internet and I, I came across a really good explanation of gratitude from the psychology today website, you know, psychology today is uh, one of those monthly magazines, but of course they have a website. And I thought that this would be, um, a really good way to kind of set the table and, and talk about gratitude. So this is from psychology today. It's on, on being grateful. Gratitude is an emotion expressing appreciation for what one has, as opposed to, for instance, a consumer-driven emphasis on what one wants or thinks they need. Tossing off the half-hearted thanks won't cut it. Deep gratitude has to come from within and in a meaningful way. This spotlights the highly social aspect of feeling grateful. Gratitude is also getting a great deal of attention as a facet of positive psychology. Practicing gratitude means paying attention to what we are thankful for to the degree of feeling more kind and compassionate towards the world at large. It can motivate people to make positive changes in their lives. Studies show that people can deliberately cultivate gratitude by literally counting their blessings and writing letters of thanks, for example. This proactive acknowledgement can increase well-being, health, happiness, being grateful, and especially the expression of it, is also associated with increased energy, optimism, and empathy. Wow. So what do we take away from that? Well, one, it's a counter to consumerism. 
I like that. That relates to financial wellness, something that we continually have to deal with and that we talk about on the show. It talks about it being a, a facet of positive psychology, which is a, a, a movement in the psychology movement that you, that you see these days. And it leads to an increase in well-being, happiness, health, energy, optimism, and empathy. Wow, sign me up. I had no idea this is what we were up for, but sign me up. So now you're thinking, Dave, this all sounds good. You're into it. I want to be into it. Sounds like it's pretty easy to do, but how do I do it? Hmm. Well, according to Dr. Robert Emmons, who wrote a book titled, Thanks, How Practicing Gratitude Can Make You Happier, probably available on Amazon, right? There's three conceptual stages. One, recognize what you're grateful for. Two, acknowledge it. Three, appreciate it. That's it? Three simple steps? Sounds good, but how do you do it? Again, you're saying, Dave, how do you do that? Well, I think it's different for everybody, but here's some some ways to do that. One, spend one to two minutes a day thinking about what you're grateful for. You can make it part of getting up or going to bed or before you eat a meal or whatever, some kind of time during the day, a specific time that you can make a habit. Don't even have to do it every single day, every periodic Every Saturday, every Sunday, periodically, whenever you want to do that, just make it part of your usual routine. A couple of minutes, this guy is saying. Just a couple of minutes. Wow. Number two, keep a journal of thanks. Well, now this takes some effort, but to jot down in a, in a journal, uh, you know, some of the things that you're thankful for, I think that's a pretty good idea. Um, three, notice during the day, good stuff that's happening to you. You know, we get, we get so caught up in the negative stuff, but if we can look for what's good and happening to us in a good way and take a second to appreciate that, um, I like that. That doesn't even take any effort. That just takes a, a half a breath to pause. I like to tell people that, you know, if you want to keep some simple concepts in mind, think about um, what you would say if someone turned you in an elevator as you're between floors and said, hey, what are you grateful for? And if you've got one, two, three in your mind, that's simple enough that you can carry it with you on a, on a day-to-day basis. While this stuff almost sounds like meditation, but it takes a lot less time, you know? Another thing that he talks about is give a compliment every day. And I was thinking about that, you know, I, I don't know if we take enough time to give people a compliment or tell them we appreciate them. Uh, a compliment costs you nothing as long as it's heartfelt. And yet you could hand a compliment out a day, you know, one a day, it's certainly. And uh, it's a nice way to show that um, uh, you, you're practicing gratitude and that you're appreciating things. Now, you got to be careful. Like, I got to be careful. I can't see, uh, say some, see someone in an elevator and go, hey, ma'am, nice blouse. I mean, you got to be careful about that in today's day and age. But I've said to people, um, hey, nice shoes. Um, my wife works in the cosmetic industry. I said, hey, nice um, fingernail polish to guys. I said, nice pair of steps, nice, ath- nice athletic shoes, uh, nice briefcase. Uh, people appreciate that, I think, if you, if you do it in a thoughtful and, and sincere manner. Um, it costs you nothing. And yet, you know, it kind of adds to their day. That's a nice thing. That's a nice thing. So it seems kind of like we're almost 
hardwired to be ungrateful or or maybe that's the default mode in our our mind's directory and we just have to change that a little bit or maybe we're just socialized to be that way by the media and and advertisement i mean we all follow stars and celebrity too much and they're talking about hey i endorse this or that and that's how they make their money it's one of the ways they make their money and i guess that's all well and good they can do that but we've got to be uh, thoughtful about that and and um, not fall into that trap and to get back to our own default mode in our minds, which hopefully is a state of um, ungratitude. Now, I think that this also takes some time. It doesn't happen right away. Um, I did something last week where I took some pastries uh, over to a place where I usually will meet a bunch of guys, you know, four or five guys for coffee from time to time. And I took some pastries and they said, well, what is this for? And I said, well, you know, this is to celebrate and be grateful. We didn't lose anything in the fire. I know no one's home burned down, and a lot of people did, and we should just celebrate that and also just celebrate that we can get together and be friends and chat and have coffee and talk about the world's events for you know, 15, 20 minutes uh, every couple of days. Let's celebrate that. Let's be grateful for that. Um, and they didn't they didn't quite get it. They said, well, what's you know, what's the deal? Um, do you uh, sell life insurance on the side or something or why are you buttering us up or what's the deal? I said, no, I just want to be grateful. Let's be grateful for this opportunity to get together. Let's be grateful that our entire collection of life stuff didn't burn up in a fire. Let's be grateful that no one lost their life. And let's be compassionate, too, for, to the people that did. And that's a whole nother um, uh, podcast or discussion about being compassionate. But the guys didn't quite get it. But I'm not going to give up on it. Um, I'm going to keep working on it. I want to show that, uh, um, you know, this, this, this idea of gratitude is something I want to work on and I, I want it to spread. We get so caught up in this stuff. I get so caught up in this stuff. And I find that taking a few minutes to be grateful is calming, actually. It gives me a sense of perspective um, to sit and be thankful. And, and I like it. You know, I found that I really like it. And I find that it really offsets the daily crush of consumerism, which is so easy to get caught up into. And again, this is how it relates specifically to financial wellness, even though the topic of gratitude is a much larger topic than just financial wellness. So a lot of you are thinking, Dave, got any resources for this? Well, of course I do. I mean, the first is the book that I spoke about that was written by Robert Emmons. Again, probably available on Amazon. I'm, I'm not getting a cut. I'm just, um, you know, making a blind pitch. Don't know him but it sounds like a reasonable book. Another thing that I ran into was a website called happierhuman.com, happierhuman.com, all one word. It has a great research piece that I read and enjoyed. It's called 31 Benefits of Gratitude, and it's very well researched, numerous footnotes, talks about gratitude in a much deeper way, a much more researched way than, than we're doing here. Um, I would I would highly recommend it. Another is a um, gratitude revealed, and it's a website. It's uh, the URL is movingart.com. Again, one word: movingart.com. 
art.com. It's got 15 amazingly beautiful videos that talk about gratitude. They were shot by filmmaker Louis Schwartzberg. And um, a lot of you are thinking, well, you know, I don't have time to go look at, you know, beautiful videos on gratitude. But I would propose to you that if you got some free time, better to look at that than the next edition of, you know, Keeping Up with the Kardashians. That looking at beautiful videos of gratitude is more healthy and productive and moves us along our life path than just another piece of chewing gum like so many of these um, serial shows that are on the networks at this point. Now, of course, there's always an app for that. And for gratitude, there's an app for that. There's a app that's called uh, Grateful, a gratitude journal. And it's an opportunity to make that journal that I talked about on your phone, something you can just jot a few things down, always keep it with you. Um, It's not going to necessarily be found by anybody. It's like right on your phone. I like that. But there's also a whole bunch of other apps I found out on the App Store for dealing with, for practicing gratitude. There are some that even remind you every day, hey, what are you grateful for? I like that to use electronics and to use apps to help us be more grateful or thinking or pursuing our life path. Um, I think that's good stuff. So check that out as well. So this Thanksgiving, this Thanksgiving week, what a great week because we only work three days and we're looking forward to that, that four day holiday coming up. But this week, yeah, we give thanks. You know, we'll, we'll say a little prayer before we start our feast But take some time to be grateful. Go for a short walk by yourself and spend a couple minutes thinking about what you're grateful for. Sit in a corner and spend a couple minutes. Jot down a couple notes. Put a couple entries into your app of what you're grateful for. Go for a short drive and spend a little bit of time thinking about what you're grateful for. Lock yourself in a closet, for that matter. Just go off for a couple of minutes. The guy is saying in his book, one to two minutes a day. That's nothing, nothing. Create a mental checklist of two or three or four or five things that you're grateful for and keep that at the top of your mind. That's all I got for today because I got to go buy a turkey, right? I got to get ready for my Thanksgiving week. Happy Thanksgiving, everyone. Have a great week. Let's give thanks and be grateful. Well, there it is. That's what we were talking about last year, the thanks portion of Thanksgiving. I don't know about you, but uh, I had not revisited that recording for a year, and it still brings home some very important salient points to me and is going to certainly readjust my thinking as I head into this holiday season. Have a great Thanksgiving week, everyone. And that's a wrap. This is Dave Hagan, and you've been listening to the Financial Wellness Podcast. You've been listening to the Financial Wellness Podcast, Dave's weekly message to keep you on your path to financial success. If you have a question that you would like Dave to answer on the podcast, go to thefinancialwellnesspodcast.com. You can leave an audio message with one click of a button or type your message into the question box. Either way, it's sent right to Dave's phone. Remember, 
Dave will randomly draw from the submitted questions and pick the winner of a free one-hour personal conversation with Dave to help you achieve your financial goals. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast so you receive the new episode notifications or share the podcast via the app with your family and friends. This is your announcer, Nick Appel, wishing you every financial success.